ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zadok Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. You know what that sound is. It's money on my mind. Hopefully money to your pockets, to your my bookie accounts. And let's start it like this. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to get smacked around today. I'm not saying exactly a blowout, but I don't think they put up many points. They've got holes in the lineup with with Tua missing his tight end, which he revolves around a lot. I don't think that they'll be able to move the ball, I guess, with, with I guess, certainty. Let's call it a punt, a field position type of game. Let's call it the same type of game that they played earlier this year. One that Cam Newton had 15 carries in. One that Cam Newton got in the end zone twice in. One position where you got Bill Belichick going against a rookie quarterback. The last rookie quarterback to beat Bill Belichick was Geno Smith in 2013. We saw this same scenario go down a few weeks back with Herbert favored against those Patriots. What happened in that game? They beat them by over 40. So again, Belichick is going to take away whatever Miami feels they do best. I don't think that he has enough weapons to uh, to move the ball. Patriots limit what they do bad. They're going to shorten the game. A low-scoring Patriots win. You can take them outright. You can take them plus the one and a half. I think they win. Another bet that I like is Arizona Cardinals team total over. I think that with all the holes in the Eagles secondary, I mean, these guys are decimated. This is the get-right game for Murray. This is the game where who's going who's gonna to hold Hopkins? Maybe uh, Christian Kirk comes alive. They allow the, uh, the most points to the uh, wide receiver two position. So if you're telling me Kirk has got a matchup where he the, the best matchup to his position, someone's going to get beat. Someone's going to get beat deep. I believe that this is the Murray get-right game. Take team total Arizona over 27 and a half. And I'm going to give you one more play, and it's going to be a teaser. The same Patriots game. I don't think that the Patriots are going to lose by outside of a touchdown. You can tease the Patriots, get them at seven and a half, and then I'm going to take Seattle Seahawks, bring them down to uh, minus .5, basically a picket. All they have to do is win. If Dwayne Haskins goes out there and beats Russell Wilson, then so be it. Then he can be added to the Colt McCoy club from this year. But I don't see it happening. Seattle in a get-right game. I think Seattle ends up beating them about 10 points. So go ahead and take that in a teaser. Uh, Just win is what you get it at. Those are my three plays this week. All right, guys. It's time to get flexy. It's time to get some flex plays going here. And uh, let's start with quarterbacks. They're not flex plays, but they are. We're giving you those borderline guys that we think that you can roll with the quarterback this week. How about Jalen Hurts? I mean, he's he's cheap and daily. I think he's going to use his legs. He's going to get you some points against Arizona. So I say keep rolling with him. You know, keep using him until he proves you wrong. Also, Drew Brees coming back. Look, I know he doesn't have Michael Thomas, but I, I think he can come through in what I believe will be a shootout today. I think there's going to be some points in the Saints-Chiefs game. So I think you can roll with Drew Brees. He practiced with the first team all this week. So everybody's worried, you know, is he fully healthy? Doctors say he's fully healed. He practiced with the first team all week. If you need him, I think you could start Drew Brees this week. And how about Phil Rivers? Look, I know he's Phil Rivers, but big Philly style going against the Texans defense. I think he's going to put up some points today, guys. And 
The Colts kind of sneaky hate the Texans, especially T.Y. Hilton. They love rubbing it in their face. I think Phil's going to run it up against the Texans this week. And how about Big Ben? Jerry, you're a Steelers guy. You know, maybe the Steelers are struggling a little bit here, but they, they've been a little tired, right? They've had a, a strange set of games to where they've had to play really in proximity, close games to each other because of COVID. So they've been, you know, a little bit tired. I think Big Ben gets on track against the Bengals this week. I really like Big Ben. If you need him, start him this week. All right, let's go to running backs. Jonathan Taylor. I shouldn't have to tell you to start him against the Texans, but in case you needed to be reminded, get him in your lineup. J.K. Dobbins is another guy I like this week. Look, he's going against the Jags. I know it's hard to know which Ravens running back is going to come through, but I think you can start him with confidence this week against Jacksonville. If you're ever going to pull the trigger, this is the week. Cam Akers, we talked about him earlier in the show. You shouldn't have to be convinced to start him. He's playing against the Jets, and he looks like the guy for the Rams, and that offense is clicking. Get him in your lineup. And finally, at running back, I think Miles Sanders. I know you've been like, Ugh, I'm going to hold my nose and start him. I think you can roll with him. He really showed you something last week against the Saints, which nobody's run on the Saints. And I can't think of anybody that pops off more runs of over 70 yards than Miles Sanders. He's got breakaway speed. Get him in your lineup. Let's get over to wide receiver right here. Brandon Ayuk, is he coming on, Jerry? We get questions about him every week. We've been telling people to start him for, it seems like, the last month, and he's come through. Nothing different today. you got to love the matchup. Get him in your lineup. T.Y. Hilton, the Texans killer. Hey, it worked two weeks ago. I don't see how you get away from him again. Get him in your lineup this week, guys. The Texans just don't have any corners that can run with this guy, period. And Emmanuel Sanders, I just I like Drew Brees, so he's got to throw the ball to somebody. So I think Emmanuel Sanders, he's going to be the receiver that he targets. No Michael Thomas. And Emmanuel Sanders was starting to come on before Drew Brees got hurt. So get him in your lineup. The other guy I really like is Juju Smith-Schuster. Same reason I like Big Ben. I think he's the guy that you can trust to actually catch a football for the Steelers. I think you can trust Juju this week. Get him in your lineup against the Bengals. And finally, I think, you know, if you're desperate, maybe Tyler Higby against the Jets could be a play you, you use it tight end. I mean, the Jets are terrible. And if there's ever a week that, you know, a dart throw at tight end, I think Higby could come through for you. And then finally, Logan Thomas. He is starting to come on for Washington. I know the quarterback situation is a little different this week, but that doesn't get me away from him. Seattle's been really bad against tight ends. So Logan Thomas, in three games in a row, he's put up good numbers. I think you can roll with him again, guys. So if you're looking, you need something at tight end, Logan Thomas is out there on your waiver wire. If he is, pick him up. And remember this, the waiver wire is different during the fantasy playoffs. You can pick up players that you normally wouldn't be able to pick up because only, you know, maybe four teams are still in it. So sometimes you can find some gems on the waiver wire when it's playoff time. So that's all I got for you guys. Go check out your waiver wire. That's my big tip. Somebody might be sitting there that you don't think should be there. You can pick them up and start them. I picked up DJ Moore in my fantasy league this week. Steal. Yeah, you never know. So that's it, guys. That's Flexi. No, 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 it's not. We got to keep getting flexy because the people need some question answered. Hollywood, Higgins, or Jeff Wilson, PPR? Oh, man. Uh, I think I'd go with Wilson. Would you take either of the running backs from the 49ers, or are you going to take James Conner that has got questionable around him? I'm going Mostert there. Look, James Conner has killed me all year, Jerry. I just don't know how you can trust him. Matt Ryan, or is it Tua? Oh, God. Matt Ryan, but I'm holding my nose. Half point PPR, and I don't know why they, they even said that, because it's Bra- Bucks or Browns defense. 
you know what? They are really close in the ratings, uh, in the rankings. But I, I would go. I'm starting the Browns. They were both on the waiver wire. I, I picked up the Browns. I, I just love the matchup. You're going against Colt McCoy. I think you take your shot with the Browns here. Coming from our guy Titan Hugo, is it AJ Brown or is it Corey Davis? Man, that's tough. But I'm, I'm going with AJ Brown. How do you feel about the Murray to D-Hop stack to the, in, in the DraftKings world? It will be highly owned. Is there any way that you go to a DraftKings Murray to Kirk stack? Me, no. Just because Kirk has not been doing much. and It, it all ties to when Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder. You know, they haven't been pushing the ball down the field as much. So I would, I, Hopkins, I think, is going to go off. The Eagles don't have any decent corners this week. The Aggie Milkman says, in the words of those energy drinks, <laughs> is it Fournette or Jason or, or Jermaine Taylor? Uh, J- uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Oh sorry. man, Jonathan Taylor all day, all day, all day. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, he's going against the Texans. He's, it took David Montgomery one play last week to come through for you in fantasy. Eighty-yard touchdown for DFS. Those guys that are really highly owned. Are you? Would you? recommend going that way or would you deviate because i think that a lot of people are going to go to, to the highly owned running backs this week the 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 henry the camara yeah. uh, the right here i mean do you fournette it at 4500 thinking i can spin up on receivers or do you say that everyone's going to do that and do it because if you're going to play towards the field then everyone's going to have Fournette opening up money for the wide receiver position. Do you go ahead and do it opposite? Look, there's nothing wrong with kind of, you know, doing the contrarian angles there. But, you know, for me, like I like some of the, the you know, the the Henrys, the Camaras this week. My deal with Fournette is, is how many touches is he going to get? We just don't know. They healthy scratched him last week. And all of a sudden, we we think Bruce Arians loves this guy. Look, he could, like I said earlier in the last segment, he could have 25 yards or he could have 150 yards and two touchdowns. The very, I mean, it's just all over the board before that. I don't want to risk that. That's just me. I, I, he feels too risky. I, I want to bet on somebody I know is at least going to get touches. We got another question about James Robinson. Do you think he has a good game versus the Ravens? D, you just said, I want somebody that's going to get touches. Yes. He's going to get touches, and it plays to our guy Trojans fans question. Robinson, Deontay, Chark, or Pittman? He needs two, so let's leave Robinson aside. So it's really only two of these three. Deontay, Chark, or Pittman? Man, I think I'd go Deontay, even though it, he's risky, but a lot of upside. If he drops one more ball. Yeah. That's we talk about Fournette. He could get benched. There is some risk there with, with with Johnson for sure. But you know Pittman against the Texans, that's not terrible. I I have DJ Chark in a few leagues. I'm just he hasn't done anything in so long. It's hard to have any confidence to start him. So you know the, the safer play is Pittman. If you want the upside, go for Johnson. No, I think the safer play is this. You're gonna go over to your computer right now, and you're gonna go to mybookie.ag, and you're gonna put in promo code radio. And all of a sudden, you're going to have double your deposit. You're going to you ask your wife, hey, can I, can I put on 100? All of a sudden, you have 200. Now, all of a sudden, she thinks you're a winner. All of a sudden, you doubled your bankroll. Honey, I told you I was good at this football betting stuff. You can go ahead and play that card, and now you're allowed to play on my bookie. Use promo code RADIO, and you're going to get to winning on all these bets that we gave out. A little bit of Josh's flexi plays, a little bit of money on my mind. And a little bit of what you got, and that's what the advantage is of uh, being able to experiment, being able to get your hands in there a little bit, seeing what I can do with that extra free money. There's nothing like 
the book giving you money to beat them with. They're giving you money to beat them with over at mybookie.ag using promo code radio where they have all the best options. I'm talking about live betting. And if you know me, if you follow me on Twitter, that's what I do. I find value in live betting. If you know me, I love teasers. They offer everything, the best customer service, the best props in the market. It's mybookie.ag. I don't even give a no more. Probably think it's easy. Let you know it ain't easy. I look like a baby and makes you roughing it like a cheater. My name is Bob Lee, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's a fantasy football party. It's Sunday. It's Statement Sunday. Your team's going to make a statement today, and hopefully we can put you on the right side. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline97.5. The squad is here. Just three guys right here trying, trying to get you to the right side. Of, of your fantasy matchups because that's what you're listening for. You say, I don't care about anything else. I just need the wins. I need to know this. This guy says, I'm in a tight race. Boswell or Suckup? We're talking kickers. Oh, my God. We're going kickers here? Honestly, go look at rankings. You know what I mean? Like that, That's the one thing. Kickers and defenses, as much as I do fantasy football, I'm going to go pay attention to the rankings because – how often are you breaking down kickers every week, Jerry? You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those things where this is what these guys do for a living, running all these projections. You know, seven days a week they're breaking down this stuff. So, you know, even me, I, I will go to rankings for sure for kickers and defense. That is that's what I do. So find a you know, a site, whether it's ESPN or whoever you like, and you know, check out the rankings. You know, there's the handful of guys you know are good every week, you know, Butker and you know, the top of the notch guys, but it, if you're talking about the borderline guys, man, check out the rankings and it's a dart throw at that point. It really even the experts with kickers and defenses, especially kickers, it's a little, eh, you know what I mean? Because yeah, because you start predicting how many drives end up in is field goal instead right. of touchdown, and then for example, the Steelers game when they open up that score, if if they open up a big lead. What does it turn into? So then you start thinking, well, maybe they settle for more field goals, not looking for – once you start looking like that, it's it's real, real grimy. Let's get into some other games and some other positions that can maybe put some people on the right side. Yeah, let's definitely do that. And the other thing to pay attention with kickers, just real quick, check the weather. You know, that that, that can be a big difference when you're trying to make a decision on if, – if he's kicking in a dome, even, indoor, even better. Unless yeah. his name is uh, Dan Bailey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the hell was he doing last week? Man, and that's the thing with kickers, right? Like, you know, they they get in their own heads and they they get the yip. So you want somebody that's been performing well lately and has a good weather situation and hopefully an offense that is is decent. Adam Sandler sung it best, the lonesome kicker. Um, yes, I didn't understand it growing up. As I've matured some, I've I've taken you know I, I've taken put attention into the words. If you, I've went back and listened to it, I'm like. And as a kid, it didn't make sense to me. I just, <laughs> yep. you know, I just thought of the kicker as another. And I'm thinking, no, this is true. I mean, it sitting is. on that bench by yourself after you miss, but then someone else is going to say, you get paid millions of dollars to go out there and kick. But the pressure, man, of these kicks, you're sitting on the sideline watching people hit each other, run touchdowns all, all, all game long, and then all of a sudden it starts getting like four minutes left, three minutes left, and you're looking at that scoreboard, and you're like, man, we're only down two. We're driving. 
focus is on me. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it was all fun and games, a lot of slapping in the ass. Like, yeah, good game, good play. And then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at you like, you ready? You get over there, you start kicking into the net. And then before you know it, you're out there. You're out there. It's a thankless job, right? <laughs> if you make it, you're supposed to make it. Yeah. You know, no big deal. But if you miss it, oh, man, they hate your guts. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> there's, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation. It is. Like, you're supposed to make it. Yes. And if you miss it, you're in big trouble. Yes. And it's an isolated play. Like when you see someone else miss a block or something, yeah, you might see your quarterback get sacked. But whenever you miss a kick, it's like there's nothing else to it. You're, you're focused on that guy. You're thinking, man, what'd you do? Have your cleats on backwards? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend having your cleats on backwards. That could be an issue for sure. All right, let's jump over here to this uh, New England game. I want to talk to you about this one. They're playing Miami. It's a pick 'em now, Jerry. It, it's the game's in Miami. What do you think? It's gone from three points to a pick 'em. Do you think a lot of money came in on one side to, to shift this? Exactly, and it, I'm proud, man. I'm proud that we got the Patriots at plus money or at plus points. Um, I just, again, how do the Dolphins move the ball? We know Billichek's going to take away their best asset. Well, well what's going what's it going to be? The inside throws. We've seen Tua on these little slants and all these little dump offs. Yeah, the ball's getting there quick and efficiently. But when he throws outside the numbers, it wobbles. That ball doesn't get there as fast. I see it sell some, and I think that that's what he's going to play. He's going to make him throw outside the numbers. He's going to say, beat us this way with limited weapons, no tight end that he relies heavily on, no Gaskin. I mean, what are you going to do? I think Ahmed is a guy that a lot of people might have to start this week for the Dolphins. You know, if you're desperate and you need a running back, you know, maybe you can run him out there. To your point about Belichick taking stuff away, you got to think it's Devontae Parker he's going to try and take away, right? Yeah, and, and, and okay, so he takes, say he locks him down. Who, who else are they going to throw it to? Kasicki, and he's banged up, but I think he's going to go. We'll, we'll check the active inactives, but I just, I don't see how the Dolphins do it much on offense. I, this concern, I think this could just be an ugly, low scoring game on both sides, right? Ugly as in like 40 ugly, though, because that's where it sits around 40 41. Yeah, I mean, you ask yourself, can you see twenty one seventeen? Like it wouldn't shock me, but I, I think they're going to struggle to score on both sides of the ball. You saw the Patriots; they're terrible on offense. This is a game that you can easily tease. Take Patriots if we think it's low scoring and a close game. Take Patriots now. You get them outside of or before the line moved. You were getting them when I gave money on my mind. It was it was one and a half. Yeah, you could have got them at seven and a half, and then you could have took the under 47, 48. That's a good play. It is. DraftKings has got them as a pick. Them. It depends on you know if you're at my bookie. It depends on where you're betting it. That the line is a little bit different here. But I just you know as far as fantasy. There's not much in this game that I want anything to do with. Lynn Bowden? Bowden? Right. I liked him more when I thought Devontae Parker wasn't going to play. So, you know, if they take away Parker, you know, maybe he's the guy. But I just, you know, with Tua, it's not like I expect him to be dropping dimes all over the field. So I'm staying away from this one. I'm staying away as far as the total. I do like the Patriots, though, overall here. I I, I believe they, they do that same game plan as the first week. Two touchdowns for Cam rushing, 15 carries. Uh, Michelle, does he pop up in any conversation? Man, I think Harris is back this week, isn't he? So, you know, no, I I think it's probably Harris. I know he got banged up, but I think he's expected to play. So, I, like I said, that you're you're playing with fire starting any kind of Patriots players. You really are. Harris is out. He's out. Okay. Would you start Michelle at all in expanded role? 
No, I just can't trust him. I can't trust him. So maybe, yeah. No, I'm staying away. I'm staying away from these guys. They've proven to me that they are ungood at scoring points. I mean, if you find yourself starting Sony Michelle in your fantasy playoffs this week, uh, <laughs> how did you get here? Yeah, I mean, your whole team must have been put on COVID if you're if you're at that point. I'm looking at the Pats in this game, though. Let's get to the next one. All right, Seattle, Washington. This one's interesting to me, Jerry, because we remember Seattle kind of got their asses handed to them when they played an NFC East team in the Giants a few weeks ago. They're traveling to Washington here. We know, you know, these games that are the noon kickoffs that, that start on the East Coast. Seattle's traveling all the way across the country here. And Washington is, they have a sneaky good defense. I mean, really? they, you know, as far as, you know, stopping the pass, Washington is the best this year. This is the worst possible matchup. So, you know, we are, we were asked about DK Metcalf a little earlier today, and there's been a lot of questions about Tyler Lockett too. You know, he's so boomer bust. The last two months, yeah. he's been a, a fringe wide receiver three four. Yes. So in this matchup, you know, you're starting DK Metcalf, and if you need upside, you're starting Lockett. But maybe lower your expectations a little bit. This is a tough matchup. DK Metcalf, eighty plus yards and or a touchdown in eleven of the thirteen games. Where does he go next year in drafts fantasy football? Oh man, he's a uh, you know, early second round pick. I would wow, imagine. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you even might see him taken at the turn. You know, like you know, maybe kind of where like Tyree Kill went this past year. He's going to be one of those dudes. How about in the backfield? Antonio Gibson not being there. It's that's a big hole to fill. Now you, I even saw Washington pick up Lamar Miller. They did. You know, McKissick's going to you know be their guy. But you know, look, if you need him in a PPR, I, I get it, but. I'm not super excited about starting him. Um, you know, McLaurin, you're pretty much starting him every week. I think a lot of people have questions about Russell Wilson, Jerry. If, if you had Russell Wilson on your fantasy team and you had, say, Tom Brady or, you know, Drew Brees or somebody like that, would you think about getting away from Russ this week? Or, or are you like, man, he's my guy? <sighs> there, you, you, you would like to look at other options the way that the Seattle – Offense has been rolling. Yeah. Right? They, they, they rely a lot on the run now. On the other side, before we even leave this game, how about Terry McLaurin? Because although Haskins doesn't seem attractive, check this out. While he's had Haskins under center, McLaurin, 10 for 118, 4 for 83, 7, 125, 561, 7, 186, 5 for 130. So the least he's had is 61 yards on five receptions. He's broke 100 three times and gotten in the end zone three times. You could still fire him up confidently. I think so. Like, Haskins playing this week doesn't make me less excited about McLaurin and Logan Thomas, too. We had him in the flexi uh, segment. Three weeks in a row, he's come through at tight end. So I I think you roll with those guys and hope for the best. Yeah, hopefully Haskins used the Smith theory because with Smith, Logan Thomas, 6.8 yards per uh, reception without 4.1. There you a go. little bit of a difference. A little Hopefully bit. Haskins can get it downfield. I believe he's going to turn it over a few times. I believe that we're going to give you some more winners. we got about 30 minutes left till kickoff. 30 minutes till you start your fantasy dream to the top. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. is Moneyline 
on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where we are jamming out thanks to Aaron Raybould. Yeah, the music's been great today, Aaron. It's Josh Jordan, it's Jerry Bowe, and we've got less than 30 minutes till kickoff. Inactives for the Dolphins, and that's why that line moved. Gazeki out, Devontae Parker out. Oh, wow. Oh, that's why that line moved in in that direction when they confirmed that, that one-and-a-half-point drop. Yeah, I don't know how the Dolphins are going to move the football. Yeah, they don't even have the run game. No, I mean, you're, you're starting a guy called Ahmed, but I will say this. He was good in, in a couple games for them, so... Right, we talk about this every year, but it always seems strange. You end up starting guys at the end of the year that you've never heard of. And that's, you know, you're betting on your fantasy playoffs with guys that you didn't even know existed before the season started. It happens every year. And we'll get into these games here in a second, not to take too much time into college, but the playoff committee has made their decision. If you're an Aggie fan, sit down before I break this to you. Sit down. Have a drink. Yeah, tell the kids, you know, <laughs> I'll be back. Go to the garage right now. Breaking news. News flash. Notre Dame um, gets the spot, the fourth spot, the coveted fourth spot that the Aggies were, were, were hoping that was there. They earned it, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I mean, I went to Texas, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I think A&M did what they could, but at the same time, they would be playing Alabama, who they've already gotten slaughtered by, and they would have gotten slaughtered again. They haven't been competitive in a game against Alabama since Manziel was there. I, there isn't anything that says they would actually have, you know, oh, they play, they've been playing better and better. Yes, but Alabama is a juggernaut. They are not going to... They weren't going to stand a chance. And... After the Notre Dame-Clemson, you know, back-to-back, you knew that kind of Notre Dame last night wasn't really playing for much. Some players were. I don't know if you saw the uh, the kicker going sacrifice his body versus Travis Etienne on that kick return. Yeah. Good God, dude. He was outweighed by about 40 pounds. Etienne was running full blast, and he just ducks his shoulders like, all right, this is going to hurt for a second. You saw him drinking water on the side. Yeah. After that, like, he was trying to, like, you could like, tell it where was hard am to I? breathe. Yeah. yeah, he was just like, man, what did I do that for? Yeah. But, uh... I, I'm not upset with this playoff, and uh, I, I was telling you guys during the break they had Ross Bjork on uh, ESPN earlier this morning, and I don't know which show it was, but one of the hosts floated the question: Well, if you're number five, are, does that mean you guys are the backup team in case a team gets COVID before the semifinal? And according to him, he said he's been told there will be no backup team. If your team doesn't play, your team doesn't play. But I think the college football committee would say, let's say Ohio State or Alabama has a huge outbreak two days before, I think they'd be dumb not to call A&M and go, you want to play? Now, does that mean that, especially if it's Alabama that gets called out, that that championship is so ridiculously illegitimate? Kind of, but it's a COVID year anyway, so you just roll with the punches. I think they're looking at what A&M did against Bama, though, and they're saying, okay, A&M got blown out by, what, four touchdowns. But then Bama's going to do the same thing to Notre Dame. Yeah. So then what's the point here? Again, man, it's it's crooked. We saw what they tried to do with Ohio State. It was just it just all of a – we try to leave the old system for something 
better, and I'm not sure that it, it, it is that yet. I'm not sure it's ever going to get to that until maybe they expand it some more. I mean, this year, it's a, it's a Motown group. It's Bama and the boys. Yeah, It's Bama and all the other boys. Everybody else who wants to play, yeah, have fun. But when it comes time to step up to play daddy, play Alabama, you just clamp onto that mouthpiece extra hard because this is going to hurt. That spread last night was 10.5 for Clemson against Notre Dame. Some places even went down to 10 after Notre Dame money came in late. If that Bama line opens up at 14 or anything under, you put your kidney on that thing, okay? Just, just You look at those lines right now. Go to my bookie, and I guarantee you those lines are going to open up soon. And if you see Alabama at anything less than that, you hit it hard. And if you see Alabama team total at anywhere in that 45 range in those mid-40s, you hit it hard as well because that was what it was again last night, and they're going to overexceed that as well. This is going to be a beatdown. No, I, I'm with you with that. It's funny, you know, COVID makes everything more complicated this year, but we're arguing about who should get in the playoff every season anyway. You know what I mean? Like, there's always somebody that feels like they should get in that doesn't. That's just, that's kind of how it works. Let's get into the rest of these NFL games. Enough of the college talk. We've got fantasy. Yeah, we, we got leagues to win here. We got daily fantasy lineups to set. Let's try and cash in. All right, let's start here with... The Chicago Bears, old Mitchell Trubisky showed us something last week because he was playing the Texans' god-awful defense. This week, well, I don't know. Can he do it again? He's going against Minnesota, and they haven't been world beaters, but they're certainly better on defense than the Texans are. I don't know, Jerry. You got the Vikings favored by three. They're at home. Who do you got in this one? I got Trubisky being comfortable again. I know yeah. that. He was comfortable last week when he's comfortable and no one's in his face and hitting him. He's not having to make go through random progressions. He's decent. He's just a quarterback. That's what he's going to have this week. Fifth most passing touchdowns, the Vikings defense. I think that he'll be able to score, but also the Vikings, they'll be able to move the ball. My question is this. Does Dalvin Cook have a game against a defense that he's averaged three and a half yards against? They've been able to stop him. Do, is that Does that keep going on? Do you look for other weapons or other points, other goodness to get out of that Vikings offense? Or do you go back to the well and say, man, I'm going to bet on talent? You know what? It's it's that whole Kubiak thing, right? You know, he's, he's going to give Cook every opportunity to make this happen. And if it doesn't, they'll get the play action going. They'll get it down to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You know, you could throw the ball a little bit on the Bears. So I'm not getting away from Dalvin Cook, but I'm certainly in daily. I may not be targeting him just because, you know, it's a tough matchup. We talk often about wide receivers that might be available or were available and guys that could fill positions here in Houston. Allen Robinson, we've uh, spoke about him some. I think that he can fill in any spot on this team. Now, when people try to compare him to Will Fuller and you ask yourself, well, who's better, who's not? Will Fuller's a better deep threat. Will Fuller, and I used it last week with Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, Allen Robinson is Will Fuller on steroids. Okay? Again, we're going to use that one. Will Fuller, we say, okay, he's a a deep threat. Will Robinson, he ranks fourth in 20-yard-plus catches as well, except for what? He's a better catcher inside the numbers, inside the chains. If you can get Allen Robinson, you take him all day, every day. To me, he's kind of uh, an NFC DeAndre Hopkins a little bit to me with Allen Robinson. He's he. It's funny you talk about that. Like he's not a, a burner per se, but he's so good. It, 
catching balls deep down the field, kind of like Hopkins is too. He's so good at using his body deep down the field to, to win those 50-50 balls. I would love to see Allen Robinson in Houston. And I know we've seen on his social media, he's not excited about playing in Chicago. Trubisky loves to see Robinson as well. Four starts, nine for 123, touchdown, 675, 874, two touchdowns, 10 for 123, touchdown. That's Robinson's stats with Trubisky. I know he's so good. And like I said, he reminds me of Hopkins a little bit. He was my one of my put your name on it last week was Allen Robinson. I knew he was going to go off because the Texans don't have anybody on defense that can stop a, a number one receiver. So I, you just keep rolling with Allen Robinson. How about do you keep rolling with one Cole Komet? Only 10 teams have allowed more points to the tight end position than Vikings. I mean, it's so funny because remember Tyler kind of pushed him last week. And was like, oh, you know, Jimmy Graham hasn't done much in a while. And then, of course, Jimmy Graham scores early in the man. game. Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm looking elsewhere at tight end. I get it if that that's the route you want to go. That the matchup is fine, but I'm going to look for somebody else at tight. I hate going the tri- getting a tight end that I'm counting on Trubisky get him the football. I'm going to look elsewhere. Yeah, that's all I got it from this game. As far as I do think there's points though, so there is fantasy goodness in here somewhere. And you just got to find it. A lot of people will be on Justin Jefferson. Decidedly so. He leads the team in targets, catches, yards, first down conversions, everything. The one that catches my attention is the first down conversions because I always thought it was Thielen that was going to be that guy, the guy you trust. But Cousins obviously trusts Jefferson. He does. And the thing to keep in mind about Cousins is we didn't push him super hard last week. He is so much better at home. Way And, better. and that's why we didn't push him as much last week because he was on the road. He's at home this week. I think Cousins... And his receivers, they'll have a pretty good day. Let's move along. All right, let's do it. Jacksonville, Baltimore. We've had a lot of questions about James Robinson. I, I, I know it's it's scary going up against the Ravens. I get it. But we saw, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They got plenty of work done on the ground against the Ravens last week. So I, I think you start James Robinson. The receivers scare me for, for Jacksonville. I love the talent of DJ Chark, but... He just hasn't been producing lately. On the other side of the ball, you know, Jerry was asking me about Lamar Jackson this week. I don't know how you don't get excited about him. He's playing Jacksonville, and he feels like he's he's getting in his flow again, right? Like Lamar's starting to look like the Lamar from last year. He's running. He looks good. And and J.K. Dobbins is a guy that, that I like this week too. I think he could have, a, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown, something like that. If – if the Ravens can stick to what they've been doing, they finally went back to who they are. Let's let's just run it down mm-hmm. people's throats. But it also goes along with game script. You can do that when you're playing bad teams that you can just run it down and, and yeah. you don't have to chase. They won't be chasing this game. This is the type of matchup that you put in Lamar Jackson. A lot of people won't be doing it because of the, 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 the spread or the, the cramps. I mean, I don't even <laughs> – I've seen a lot of things, Josh, in my live yeah. games, but that was crazy. I, that was a movie. Yes. I mean – no one wanted on the third down whenever they went for it right before he came out on that fourth. You knew he was running from the locker room. Somebody didn't want to communicate like, hey, call a timeout. He's on his way back. It was just too movie-like. The other guy tears his knee up. Yes. No, what a, a strange ending to that game. But, look, that happens sometimes. Guys cramp up. Remember, he's coming off COVID, you know, so his body might be a little still recovering, right? It, it wouldn't be surprised that you're a little dehydrated. You're coming off an illness like that. That doesn't, and a lot of times players will tell you in the cold, like your body's having to, you know, use up water more. 
You know, you get dehydrated more easily because your body's working to keep you warm. People always think cramps only happen in hot weather, but that's not necessarily the case. The only person that was happy after that was happened to be a player off the Browns, Odell Beckham. He thought, feces in this <laughs> in this era? Count me in. Count me in. And I'm going to count you in for this last segment. We're about to have kickoff in 15, 16 minutes. Kickoff, NFL Sunday, Sunday, Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Sleeping in the light of day for like weeks. Reality was out of focus. I could be hopeless instead. I... ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We are up against the shot clock because it's game time. It's 13 minutes till kickoff. And we got to get off of air a little bit before that. We got money on my mind. We got a couple or I'm sorry, put your name on it. We got a few things to get to. So let's jump right into these games. All right, let's do it. Cleveland versus the Giants, Jerry. We've had a lot of questions about Cleveland's defense. I picked them up. I'm starting them in the playoffs. I, you know, you got most likely Colt McCoy going in this game. You got to like Cleveland's defense here, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's basically all what I take from here. This is I always talk about the Browns being bullies against lowly teams. This is their chance to be able to do so. We see that the organization Garrett's going to be out. They're bringing in. Freddie Kitchen. Kitchen. They're, they're throwing the kitchen in sink. Yes. That's what the motto is. We're bringing out the kitchen. We're throwing it all out there. And that's trouble if you're bringing out Freddie Kitchens. No, I, I agree. And, you know, Baker has been playing pretty well lately. The, the Browns in general playing pretty well. We talked about that Ravens game from last week, how, how competitive that was. So, I mean, what about your Giants here? I don't – maybe Wayne Gallman, if you need him. He's been getting it. Yeah, you know, maybe you roll with him. I don't know. Do you, do you trust anybody else on the Giants? No, I just, from fantasy-wise, I just don't. If you're looking for, for anyone on the Giants in this matchup and you made it this far, you better you better look again. What about Kareem Hunt? I've, I've had a lot of questions about him this week. That backfield, man, it. I'm not going to say it's so wishy-washy. It's, it's, it's stout, you know what I mean? I say wishy-washy as far as you don't know. You know Chubb's going to get his. But then you see, like last week, it was Chubb, and you. I had Chubb the whole way. And single game showdowns, and then all of a sudden Hunt catches that long one. Then he then he runs it in. Yeah, and it's like you're taking away. You're, you, he limits your ceiling. Imagine yes. if he wasn't there. You know, you're limiting your ceiling overall. But you you can't. What he gets you, Hunt, is what a regular running back's going to get you on a on an average day. I, I agree. He, he's got a nose for the end zone, man. He, he really does. And they trust. They they do. So it's. I get it. That's why a lot of people have questions about him. Kareem Hunt's more of a, a low number two or a flex play this week. But, look, if I need him, I'm starting him. He's been good this year. Sometimes you just you, you got to roll the dice. Yeah, let's keep rolling. All right, let's do it. Uh, is there a play on this game? Uh, Browns are favored by six and a half. No, he got a little way, a bit away after the news. And, and just, I just, it smells funny. I, this is the game the Browns usually beat people up on. But I also saw that Giants team beat Seattle. So yes. I'm, I'm a little weary. 
No. I never thought that I'd see Colt McCoy beat Russell Wilson in 2020. <laughs> no. I don't think anybody saw that. I, I do think that's an advantage here for Cleveland, having at least seen Colt McCoy, so they can kind of see what worked for him and, and plan to, to defend that. All right, Philly, Arizona. This one, a lot of people are talking about this game. Obviously, with the quarterback change with the Eagles and, you know, Kyler Murray, feels like he's back on track, right? Kyler Murray kind of kind of meh for a few games as he's been dealing with that shoulder injury, but he's running again. I feel like you can start Kyler Murray with confidence this week. You can start him with confidence. This is if ever a get-right game with all the holes in the secondary for the Eagles, but on the other side we say, what Jalen Hurts do we get this week? What game plan? Do they continue that game plan that they basically use Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma offense? Let's run it. Let's look for short passes. Nothing over 10 yards but one pass. Does it open up this week? Maybe more gadget plays. Does he have to play from behind? I believe he does, and I think that you see a little bit more. You're going to see who he really is with his arm talent. No no doubt about it. You hit on it. The Eagles are just so depleted in the secondary. I could see you know, a Kyler Murray-Hopkins stack. That's going to be real popular this week obvious for obvious reasons. But what about Kenyon Drake? What do you feel like he can come through this week he can get in the end zone that's what he does and if you're trying to fade in dfs worlds trying to get away from that murray to hopkins if it's if it's him drake getting the touchdowns man you make up so much ground you really do miles sanders a lot of people benched him last week we we told people consider starting him even though the matchup against the saints was terrible it's just whenever you change your offense you know that drastically from one week the opposing team's going to have trouble, and we saw that with the Saints. The Saints had trouble dealing with the Eagles with Jalen Hurts playing quarterback. I think Miles Sanders is a big part of that. They want to lean on the run a little bit more. I think what everybody in Philly is asking is, why didn't you lean on Miles Sanders when Carson Wentz was playing quarterback? It was really strange, but for me, I like Miles Sanders this week. Boston Scott only had four touches. Arizona allows the 10th most fantasy points to the running back position. Go ahead and bank that one. Go ahead and get him in there. What do we think about the the outcome here? Cardinals are favored by six and a half. They're at home. I don't know. If I had a gun to my head, I I think they might cover this. Spreads a little big. I like it over. I like scoring. You Lots of points in this one. All right. KC, New Orleans. This is going to be probably the game I'm most excited to watch this afternoon. You know like you said, Chiefs are favored by three. What's your rule about when you see the, the Chiefs being favored by three or less? I told myself for the entirety of Mahomes' career, unless there's some crazy injury like Kelsey and Hill are out, anytime that he's three or under, I'm going to take him, no matter what. I don't care who's on the other side. Anytime that I can get Mahomes at three, not to say it's the right play here because I placed it before the Thomas uh, news, before the Breeze news, and it was at three minus 120. That news broke, and it stayed at 3 minus 110. So it didn't move. It goes to tell you right there, everything from that line move would tell you that the Saints are the right side from a betting perspective. I'm still on the Chiefs because I'm not going to commit that mistake. I'll, I'll, I'll die by it if I have to, but Mahomes in a three-point game or spread, I'm always going to take that. No, and that that's a fair way to look at it. What You talk about that line not really moving. What do you think? expect without Michael Thomas from the Saints offense. The same little dink and dunk offense uh, that they were doing before. Uh, I, that's why I, Kamara's going to get eight or nine catches. Yes. He's going to get in the end zone maybe once or twice. This is his game. He's going to blow it up as far as DFS. You better make sure you have him in your lineup. He's 7400 in some places as far as you never have him that low. He's $2,000 less than, than Dalvin Cook. He's 3000 almost less than Derrick Henry. 
get him in your lineup. He is an incredible value this week. What about the other side of the football? Obviously, you're starting Kelsey in every league. You're starting Tyreek Hill. We've had a lot of questions. What do we do with Clyde Edwards-Elaire? Would you start him this week, Jerry? I know it depends on your options, but let me rephrase. Most of the projections have him getting about 13 PPR points this week. Would you go over or under? Over. I mean, his snap rate's there. I think they maybe held him off to games like this. Yeah. It's time. It's time, though, to put your name on something. We got to get out of here. We're going to put our name on something that we feel confident about throughout this show. What you got, Josh? Man, I'm I'm going to go with my theme of betting against the Texans. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, man. I, instead of T.Y. this time, I'll go with Jonathan Taylor. I, and I'm playing him in one of my playoff leagues, but I think he's going to have a big game. I'll put my name on him. Uh, so you guys, I said it earlier in the show. I like those goofy props that people wonder, well, how the hell I look through numbers and find that I've got a couple, but I'm going to go with this one. Tampa Bay versus Atlanta total sacks for the game over four and a half earlier today. You could get that at plus plus one twenty. Now, uh, both teams are averaging two and a half or 2.7 sacks per game. Uh, the Tampa Bay defense has feasted and they feasted on teams with bad lines. Uh, Matt Ryan is one of the most sack quarterbacks in the league. I have a feeling this is going to hit six sacks easily. Nice. I'll put my name on the Arizona Cardinals team total and all the fantasy goodness within that game. I think that this is a big blow up spot, obviously, for Hopkins. But if you want to go in the DFS road and get something that's low owned, go ahead and pick, pick up Christian Kirk and, and, and go ahead and stack him with the quarterback. Why? Because Christian Kirk is in a, uh, going up against the defense that allows the most points to the wide receiver, too. That's what I'm putting my name on. And I'm putting my name on this show because it's over. It's come to an end, and it's time to win some money. It's time to go to the Super Bowl. It's time to say peace. Uh, Merry Christmas, boys. ESPN 97.5